Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm your host. There's only three of us today. Uh, Kieran may join us in 15, 20 minutes. Um, Dan's in Cyprus. Uh, Dan's um, Dan wasn't very happy yesterday. I don't think any of us were very happy yesterday uh, after that result, which did feel a little bit like a loss, even though uh, we didn't lose. Um, and as the title says, that lot down the road are celebrating like they won the World Cup. Alex, uh, Trev, I saw you both this morning very, very early. It was still dark outside as we all made our way home from, from my humble abode at half past four this morning. Um, we haven't had much sleep. Um, we didn't go too mad. We finished early enough, but it was a good day. Trev, um, you clearly got home safe and everything else. Uh, what did you make of yesterday? It was a crap day. And today's been a crap day. I'm depressed. I'm not in the mood for this even. I hate it. I hate, I hate that club. I hate their fans. I hate everything about. I hate their players. I hate Yumin Song when he comes to the corner and put, rubs the badge and as a go as like his prime Pele when he's never won a thing in his life. I just hate everything about him. I just and and the fact that we play badly and let them draw against us and then let them celebrate right like, they like they've won the World Cup. This is me for a week, so get used to it. I ain't changing. This is me. Alex, we had um, a great weekend. You came over on Saturday lunchtime with your friend Jens uh, and Trevor met up with us on Sunday morning and we we headed down nice and early to to Highbury. Breakfast, beers, bit of atmosphere. Um, how you feeling today, mate? <laughs> I'm very rough today, um, but it was all worth it. It's always a, a pleasure coming over and staying with you and, and going out with you guys and meeting all the people over there and having a few beers and... and uh, and getting getting a singer song on before the game, so it was all worth it, and and it was a brilliant day. I always enjoyed so much when I come over. So apart from the result, which was dis- disappointing, um, but we'll get into into that a bit more. It was a a good weekend, even though I'm absolutely knackered now, up since four o'clock, haven't much, had much sleep. So yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, before we go on uh, uh, to any of these games, normally what we try and do, we try and record a little video for uh, Sophie and KC on the Highbury squad. Here's a little video that we done yesterday. It's only a couple of minutes long. Have a look. Well, past Highbury, all the way down to the Emirates uh, for North on the Derby. Trevor, well, you can hardly it. talk. You're that nervous, <laughs> aren't you? I just won the day over. I hate this game. I hate it with Avengers. Get one, get it one, get it over and move on. I can't stand it. I just want it over. Dan, you're the opposite. You're so excited about today, aren't you? I'm excited, but I'm getting more nervous the person I'm getting. <laughs> um, my, my, my 4-1 prediction's gone down to 2-1 to 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, 6-1. It's gone all over the place today, and I've got absolutely no idea. But just all we need is a win, somehow, and I don't care how. Just to, just a win to shut these up. Alex, you've been uh, immersed in the English football experience this weekend. Fish and chips and yep. beers last night. 
English breakfast this morning. For black pudding as well. Black pudding. And, and beers in the pub now while they walk to the stadium. How are you feeling about today's game? I'm nervous. I've been very confident throughout the whole week, but now everything's gone out the window. I'm just nervous now. And like Trevor won the game over and done with. And oh, I'm just praying for a victory today. To be, to be honest, I'm, I've said it all week. I'm reasonably, I'm very confident. I think we're the we, are the, team. we are the better team. If we looked at the well, squad well, and we well. talked about it last night, there's only, two, there's only two players in their squad. You're on video. He's talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, sir. How are you, mate? You look like Donna. <laughs> There's only two players in their squad that we'd even consider having any Arsenal no, squad. No, we wouldn't. Well, Trevor wouldn't have any of them. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm nervous. No, I don't want to get too cocky. But I think we're going to win this game. I'm going to win it convincingly. I hope so. I, hope so. I, hope I so. just, I, I want us to get an early goal. Because I think if we get an early goal, they're gone. They'll go. They'll fold. I just hope it ain't 1-0 with 10 minutes to go because... I'll miss the end of the game. You know we're old. <laughs> I'll yeah, be on the concourse, right, hiding because I can't watch it. You won't be buying beer. No, actually, no. You bought beers today. Oh, oh we bought the first bought round. Oh, yeah, the cheapest round. Oh, okay. the cheapest the round. Cheapest <laughs> round. Take that back. Take it back. Have you um? Have you still got that spot on your stomach? Yeah, he you dropped. He dropped his breakfast out no, front of the I wash it off in the toilet. I wash the bean juice off. Yeah. Listen, there's only one thing to say, lads. Forever in our shadow you will be Your hearts are full of pain and jealousy Tottenham, oh Tottenham Have you won the world? Have you ever won the Premier League? Oh right, we'll, we'll be at we'll Oh my lord That was pathetic Dan you, And you call yourself, come here, come here, come here You call yourself Kappa, you call yourself Kappa yeah. Start again, start again. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, Monday, 7 o'clock, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, up the arsehole. <laughs> he got it wrong. He got it wrong. Listen, we went, we walked down um, Gillespie Road full of optimism, uh, nerves, uh, anticipation. Um, it didn't pan out like I thought. I was quite confident. It probably went more down your fears, Trevor. Um, uh, it, the the, the, the pre-game atmosphere was... It, 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 it was a different atmosphere to the Manchester United uh, game a few weeks back. It was a di different atmosphere to the North London, um, the derby that we had uh, last year at the Emirates. Um, there was it was very very busy around where we were, Trev, wasn't it? Really 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 busy around Block Five. Yeah, it was. In fa in fairness, you got the crowd got the crowd going around there again. Um... I don't know if we want to talk about it now, but we're going to have to... Hang on a minute. Sorry, I've inhaled about 15 tonne of flare smoke and uh, I'm coughing today. But some, someone chucked a flare in amongst them all singing and I can't help but think that that's going to come back and haunt us over the next two or three games and, and may even stop something that's become really good there, really good, uh, you know, I don't mind a bit of pyro, in all honesty, but don't chuck it in the middle of people like that, you know? It's no good. No, I agree. Um, Alex, it, it, the flare was just a little bit too much. It wasn't one flare. I've seen from another angle. There's two. I'm in the middle of that thick smoke. I couldn't breathe. Um, and I had to make my way towards the turnstiles to try and get some air. Uh, what did you make of the atmosphere? And Jens uh, was his first uh, North London derby. Um, you spoke probably on the way back on the plane and last night. Um, what did he make of it all and, and, and the smoke stuff? 
Yeah, I think he just enjoyed coming over and sort of getting a, a different experience to what you'd probably get if you just come over as as sort of a tourist and not really go to any of the, the pubs and maybe not join in with the singing and the concourse. So I think he got the, the real experience of what it's like to to be an Arsenal fan and what you guys Mm. do every every week in and out. So um, I think it was a good atmosphere at, at, at Block 5 and um, it always builds up. Um, usually it's... It's just us and a few others in the beginning and then people would join in and uh, they'll get more and more people and the Odegaard song did very well um, or the usual Tottenham songs as well, um, hate Tottenham's songs. Um, so yeah, I think I thought it was a good good pre-match uh, in, in the concourse. Look, right, if it's not going to be... Yeah, Alex, you're exactly right, it was good, but that's the game it's got to be good for. Yeah, that's of course. The we need the, the fans up for you know. Um, yeah, but th- th- what's happened this year is that Dan and Fergus have expanded that into other games. But that was a step up yesterday. In, in all honesty, mate, and I'm glad you you enjoyed it. I wasn't quite sure how Jens was going to take it because he'd never set foot in the stadium before. But yeah. he apparently yeah. enjoyed it. He but did. as I say. He, we don't want a good thing like that ruined, right? And I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but that that is that atmosphere around there that Ferguson Dan have created is wonderful, right? People join in and sing the songs. People stand around. People film it. I stand on the outside with my beer, looking at them all, thinking idiots, but I love it, you know. <laughs> but if you start doing stuff like throwing that pyro in, my God, it looks good in the pictures, right? But they'll stop it. There'll there'll be there'll be coppers and all sorts then next time and they'll stop it. So let's just you know what the, you know what the issue with the smoke was more than anything else was quite an enclosed space. There was quite a lot of people. There was a few hundred people at least in that area. And not only did they chuck the pyro in, they made sure they put it right in the middle where that the people who were filling their lungs the most with with air to scream out the words the loudest, you know, as you said, Trev, you stay on the fringes. You don't you join in with a song and, and a here and there and a bits and pieces, but you're not jumping around like a lunatic like me and and Dan and and Dan's there going come on and getting people going. So you know it's it's horses for courses, but to drop that smoke bomb, two of them right in the middle was just um was it was just awful. Dale was there as well. He couldn't breathe. Some walked away. Some people. Some people threw up and stuff like that, but let's let, let's look at beyond that inside the stadium. Um, and it would be good to transfer some of this atmosphere inside the stadium, but people dissipate right around the stadium. But the one place where it was fantastic uh, was um, what Ashburton Army did uh, with the TIFO display. I'll just play that for you now. That's the atmosphere there from Block 5, right then all the way down to, to Block 24, 25, uh, where the, the Ashburton Army and they are doing. It came across really well. The display was really, really, uh, really, really striking and, and and well done to the guys for doing that. Um, let's look at the, at the at the lineup. So the, the lineups we had, we had um, we had uh, Ben White at the back, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko. Uh, Rayo was in goal, uh, the third goal time in a row that he was in goal uh, at the expense of Ramsdale, Odegaard, Rice, Vieira, Saka, 
Gabriel uh, Jesus um, and Eddie Nketiah. Um, Trossard was a later mission. He got injured, I think, in training on Thursday or, or Friday. I might have picked up a knock on Wednesday. I don't know which it was. And obviously, um, he's deputises generally for Martinelli. Alex, um, what did you make of, of, of the, the lineup? Um, I know we spoke in the pub beforehand, and I said I wouldn't have started Eddie and Jesus together. I probably would have gone with Smith Rowe, and some of you guys said Nelson. Um, it was in our WhatsApp group. Uh, somebody came along and said, "Why, why give Nelson an extended contract if you're not going to play him?" You know. But uh, anyway, what what do you think of the lineup? Yeah, I think there was um, sort of three question marks coming into the game. Um, the defense picks itself, uh, so it was the keeper. Was he going to play Ramsdale, or was Raya going to cement his place as as the as the number one uh, in the team? Uh, and of course, we saw Raya started, so um, that was the first thing I looked at. And then, uh, yeah, these rumors about Trossard. Um, unfortunately, they were they were true. So. Um, Eddie Eddie came in instead. Um, I can see the reasoning behind because he has done well and he's and he started quite quite a fair few games. Eddie um, and Jay Susie does well um, on the wing. I know he didn't um, this game and Eddie didn't play well as well. But uh, before the game, I thought it was the right choice. Um, he could have played Nelson as well, but he hasn't played many minutes. Um, and yeah. That's that's quite important when you play in a North London derby that you've got some minutes under the belt and you're ready. Um, and then, of course, Vieira playing instead of Havertz. Um, I thought Havertz did well in, in the midweek in the Champions League, but um, Vieira's been very, very good as well. So, deserved that he got the start. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of my my take on, on the lineup. Trev, uh, you said to me post-game, one thing you never want to see again is Jesus and Eddie in a, in a starting lineup. Um, that clearly says what you thought of the lineup. What did you What did you make of of this, and and what did you think was in Arteta's head in this? And and bear in mind, as we've always said, we're not here to slag off players. We're not here to slag off managers or slag off the Arsenal Football Club. We're here just to constructively talk and, and discuss it. Yeah, you're right, Fergus. And and there's no reason why we shouldn't say how it was yesterday. You mentioned Arteta, and I think Arteta had a bad day yesterday. I think that his initial team selections were poor, and I think that his substitutions were were was slightly worse, to be honest. I, I couldn't believe he left Saka on as long as he did, because Saka was clearly carrying an injury. Um, Eddie just... He played out wide for a bit, and then Jesus played out wide on the left. And neither of them are a, are a Martin, Martinelli or a Trossard, and we missed we missed something down the left badly yesterday, badly. Martinelli and Trossard being out at the same time is a big miss. And I would have been tempted to leave Eddie or Jesus out and play Nelson there from the start. I also surprised he slung Vieira in that game. I know Vieira's been improving, but on what I've seen, I don't think that Vieira was ready for a North London derby. I would have probably played, although we can laugh about it now. I would have played Jorginho from the start. I'd have played Jorginho from the start yesterday instead of instead of Vieira and and just toughened it up in that midfield a little bit. Um, I didn't think we started brightly. Then when we got the goal, I thought, right here we go now. We'll we'll, we'll pick up now and put a bit of pressure on them. But we just we didn't have the we didn't have the quality. We had the quality on the field, but we didn't show the quality on the day. 
to do that, I was I was I was very I thought it was a massive opportunity for Eddie and Kea yesterday. I thought it was a massive opportunity in an North London derby to show and to, to confirm how much we've all thought he's improved. I thought he's improved a lot this year. You know, it's been worth his place, and I thought, here we go, Eddie. Now, North London derby, you know about this. You're a London lad. Come on now, really put it in out there. And he didn't. The quickest he moved no. all game was when he tried to cut the goalkeeper in half. You know, he, that was the quickest <laughs> he moved all game. And so overall, I was worried before the game. I was depressed after because I think an average side has come and got a point at our place. Us at our best, we put Tottenham to bed every day of the week. And I think we were we just weren't on it yesterday. And I was depressed after the game even more, you know, why lads? And then I was really depressed on the train home because young Alex was talking to a Tottenham fan, right? Alex, we don't oh, do yeah. that. We don't yeah. do it. We don't do it. I was bubbling when you was doing that. I thought I can't go near him. I can't go near him. Yeah, you you stayed you stood halfway down the platform. It was it was when we switched from uh, train to overground. We went and to I was like, what are you doing that for? We went to look for a place where we could have have a wee, and then there was a, there was a Tottenham fan with his with his little daughter down there, and he started chatting to us, and um, yeah, maybe we chatted a bit too much for for Trev's liking, but yeah, it was good, good to get their perspective on it as well. Alex, did you say more than one word to him? Did you say more than one word to him? Because one word, one and a half. Maybe one and a half. Uh, uh, Alex, you're not winning this battle. I, I had this discussion with Trevor. Um, I think it was the first time I went to Whiteout Lane with uh, with you, Trevor. We're on the train and I was chatting to somebody on the train out past Tottenham Hale and uh, you said you're on your own, son, and walked away. <laughs> Just like, you're like, what the Nothing are you do doing? Nothing to do with it. You see, this is over and over again, right? It makes a really good point here. We, we It showed more than ever yesterday that we that we're lacking a, a, a top, top striker up front. A top, top... Jesus is a striker, Eddie's a striker, but we lack we lacked a top, top goal scorer, a proven goal scorer. And I was on Twitter this morning looking, just looking down the list, and a good friend of ours, Cheltenham Gooner, Gary, um, he, he made a great point. He said that we've gone out and we've bought a goalkeeper to challenge... A goalkeeper that we've is already England's number one. We could have done without buying another goalkeeper. Yet we've not gone and looked for gone and bought a striker who's going to put a few goals in the net. Surely the priority was up front, you know, when the when the transfer window was open. That may be a case that our was looking everywhere for a striker, but couldn't find one. We don't know, but that's my view and that's my opinion anyway. No, I agree. And and Richard does Richard does have a little bit of an anti-Arteta sort of view sometimes, which um, which I don't necessarily agree with. But uh, and I don't think that Arteta makes all the signings other people do. Not not um, standing up for Arteta in this case, but uh, I, I do think um, we, we talked about Ivan Tony. I know it was on my list for later. We talked about having Ivan Tony uh, as. Um, as cover and maybe bringing him in in January, we should have brought him in in the summer or somebody, somebody like him in the summer, which means that he can almost push uh, Jesus out to the wing and cover Saka if needs be. And then you've got a centre, uh, you've got somebody in the centre. Jesus can play in the centre, other players can play in the centre. And I think it would be, it would cover almost two positions that we needed um, uh, filling in. First goal, the first goal that uh, um, came to the Arsenal, it was... Um, 
Saka, uh, who took a screamer of a shot, and it took a really... I, th- I think the keeper may have had it covered. He definitely was on target to go hit the, the side netting on the far side, but it took a really wicked deflection of Romero. Um, Alex, uh, you were you were in, in with us in the North Bank, and, uh, you know, we, we, <laughs> we were enjoying ourselves. Uh, that was before the game started, by the way, because we don't do photos in the game that much. Um, but um, what did you make of the deflection and the goal? And, and at that point, it's 26 minutes into the game. Trevor said we weren't didn't start brightly. I thought we did start brightly. I thought we controlled the, go- the game right up uh, until that moment. I thought, I thought we were on the forefront. We, we were encamped in Tottenham's half and they couldn't get past the halfway line. Yeah, I feel like it was deserved when we took the lead through um, through Saka's deflected shot. I think um, we did control more of the game, um, and I mean we didn't really create any massive chances. Um, and I felt like it was if it had to come from someone, it, it had to come from Saka. Um, yeah, he's been so good, especially in the in the big games, and he showed that yesterday as well. He's really carried carried the team on his on his back um through some big moments um over the last couple of seasons. So um yeah, we've seen it so many times where he gets the ball on the right from Odegaard, which was what happened um yesterday when the first goal uh, was scored. He gets it on, on the right hand side, drifts in, takes a shot, this time it gets deflected. Um we've seen it fly in without a deflection as well, but it's just um it's our go to a way of scoring, it seems like, um, and it worked. So I was just happy we, t- we took the lead because I thought that's what we needed. We, we needed like mm. the, the early punch to um, to get them wobbling. Uh, and they're a young team with a new manager. I thought that might that might have been too much for them when they when they went behind. Um, mm. Of course, it they, wasn't. But um, they, they, they did. Like, they had some opportunities, and they, they did. Um, you know, probe into our area. But I think I, I, Demsex had a, a chance in the first three or four minutes. Um, you know, there, there, there was chances up and down, but there was there, yeah. was, there was more. There was back and forth. I think we. I think we're we're a bit more decisive in that first uh, half hour. So, Trev, you didn't agree that you thought you thought that we didn't control it as well. No. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought we were the better side from the start, Ferg. But as, yeah. as Dantek said, there's Tottenham had the early chance. Well, we were the better side, but I didn't think we were overrunning them better, which we we could do on our day. I just didn't feel that. I this thing in my head, I was looking, thinking, this just don't look right to me. It don't look right, and I, I, I'm going to go back to it, and then I'll try not to go back to it again. I think part of it was when I see the Jesus. And Ketia partnership up front, and I saw Ketia wide left. I just thought, well, I don't see how anything's going to come from the left. And Martinelli and Trossard feed us lots from the left, you know. And we can't rely on Saka every every week to Agreed. do the work he's doing, you know. We we rely on him so much. The poor lad's been injured again yesterday, run himself into the ground, you know. So. It, 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 I was worried from the start about where we were going to make chances. And as it happens, we got a bit of luck, then we got a deflection to put us in front. Mm. Not long after that, um, um, 
uh, Jesus uh, had a chance uh, against Madison. Um, I don't yeah. think I've got a, a still of that. Um, he, 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 with the press, the high press, which led by Odegaard, uh, who had a really good first half. Um, Jesus pressed on Madison in their in their eighteen yard box area, and um, he nicked the ball off Madison. Uh, Trevor. He's got to do better than that. I know. Look, all strikers make misses, all defenders make mistakes, all keepers make mistakes, but he gets that goal. It's two 0 Arsenal. It's a completely different game. Yeah, he just I, 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 I've never looked upon Jesus as a panicker. He looks the most cool dude on the park, doesn't he? You know what I mean? His his attitude, his general demeanour, he's relaxed. And when that went over the bar, I just thought, wow, wow, this, mm. this isn't going to be our day here now. This isn't going to... I was up and down. Sometimes I thought he would be. Other times I thought he wouldn't be. But that was a glaring miss from, from Jason. He weren't even under pressure, you know, and he's he's just lost it. Or maybe, the, maybe he knows more about the North London derby than some of the other lads. And he just thought, here we go, North London derby. I'm going to put a ball in the net. And he, and he, and he blew it. But we shouldn't be relying on that. We shouldn't be talking about one miss having cost us a game. We're good enough to have had many chances. When yeah, and in, in, first, in that first half, Alex, we, we we probably could have said, you know, if, if everything went our way, probably three, maybe four goals. You know, there were opportunities. Yeah, we, we, we had some. We, I think we had two chances before we scored the first goal as well, um, where Eddie he also picked off um, the ball from a, a misplaced pass from from Udogi. Um, mm. And it was it was quite a tight tight angle, but um, but he put it into the side roof, into the side <laughs> netting. Um, and Jesus also had a chance from across from Saka, where he um, he turned up at the at the um, at the far post on the left hand side. So we had our chances, and I was I was starting to think, oh, if we don't take any any of our chances, it's going to get us in trouble. And then we scored our first goal. But I feel like the game sort of changed from the first goal. Um, we had we had that massive chance with Jesus, but then they started working their way into the game more. Um, up until they, they of course scored their first goal, they had they had that massive chance uh, where Raya pulled off an amazing save. I can't remember what minute it was. That that that's the the next one forty minutes yeah, in, Raya makes this save. David oh. David Seaman esque, and to be yeah. honest. Uh, people are talking about how wonderful a keeper Raya has uh, is, uh, and that how much better he is than uh, Ramsdale. Uh, to be honest, he conceded two goals in this game. His distribution wasn't as good as people were talking about at times. Um, and Ramsdale, if you remember, uh, was at last season, season before, um, uh, made a, 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 a supersonic cat-like save against Leicester. He's done against Newcastle. Uh, Ramsdale has those sort of sales, saves in his in, in his um, bag as well. I only want to say that because I think it should be even. We shouldn't be just, here's our new shiny new keeper. Uh, he's better than our old keeper. That's not the case. We've got two excellent keepers. What led on from there, though, is um, Ramsdale's attitude uh, towards the save and it shows the camaraderie among keepers and the team. I'm going to play the footage. I'm not going to play the sound because the sound is Jamie Carragher and what he says, and we'll talk about that separately because uh, if I play the sound, YouTube are just going to kill me and, and, and block me. So here we go. So Raya makes this wonderful save, absolutely wonderful. And we're at the side of that and we looked. And Ramsdale, um, yeah, he overemphasizes a little bit, but even his other uh, uh, teammates are applauding the save that he made. Um, what went on from there is on Sky Sports, um, 
Trevor, you can comment on this. I don't know if you've seen it or not yet, because I know yeah. you've had a busy I've, day and stuff. I've not Go listened. On. I've not listened to the idiot actually saying it, but I know what he said. He said yeah. it was something along the lines of, go on, you say it, Ferg, I can't remember the exact word. Well, he basically said he deserved an Oscar. He looks really happy, doesn't he? Ha, 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 ha. So, yeah, yeah, he deserves an Oscar for that. Yeah, he's really applauding him. Something along along that sort of lines. You see, there's two things that arise that come out of that statement for me from Carragher. Firstly, Carragher should be embarrassed about saying that, and he should be pulled up by Sky TV because... You don't say that about a goalkeeper that's just lost his place and, and the goalkeeper's applauding. But the last game, when we played away at Everton, on the same TV channel, the commentator's saying, oh, um, no, it wasn't. Uh, an interviewer, excuse me, from the same TV channel at, at Arteta's conference said, I was Ramsdale today because every time the camera looked on him, he didn't look very happy. So they're having a go in for not looking very happy. They're trying to find a story, right? For him not yep. looking very happy. The following Excellent. week, they're trying to make a story out of him clapping. The poor lad can't win. So let's, for our few viewers we get, let's set the record straight, right? Ramsdale is a fine lad, decent man. He has a wonderful family who we've been lucky enough to meet. They're all very nice people. And Ramsdale is a genuine lad. We see that. He wears his heart on his sleeve. And if he didn't want to clap yesterday, he wouldn't clap for the sake of it. He clapped because he saw a goalkeeper doing well. So, exactly. Jamie Carragher, you should, for someone that has despicably spat in someone's face and kept their job, right, and has a lot to say, you should be ashamed and embarrassed by your actions, Jamie Carragher. And you you honestly need removing from our TV screens because you're boring anyway. So, 1-0 to Ramsdale. Carragher, on your bike. Sky TV, keep trying. You're not going to get a story. It ain't going to happen. He's too genuine um, he's not. Out, uh, well said, Trev. Well said. This is Carragher's quote: "As you know, when somebody loses uh, the Oscar, they start clapping and smiling for the other person." And you can see below Nick Ramsdale. Let me just remove that uh, banner a second. You'll see Nick's uh, comment: uh, "Your disgrace. So show uh, some class, my lad has." And well done, Nick, because that is the truth. Class, history, and tradition is something that Carragher wouldn't know anything about. No. Um, we've got quite a few people at, uh, in in viewing us at the minute. If you would like to go across to our YouTube channel, click on the subscribe and the like. Uh, we're trying to get to a thousand. Um, please do help us on that. Um, it's just, you know, it's really, it's really poor form, Alex. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. It's just trying to create a story and a narrative out of something that's not there. I mean, as Trev said, he's clapped his teammate because he saw a brilliant save. There's nothing more in it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, they're going to keep trying to focus on it and um, pointing the camera at, at him every time, every game when he makes a save. Um, but yeah. I think he's behaved really, really well, Ramsdale. Mm. Um, he's he's took it like a man, and um, yeah, I hope I hope he starts um, against Brentford. I'm pretty sure he will next week, and um, it'll be good to see him in goal again. I, th I think he will. I think he will start yeah. on 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 Wednesday night. But you just just. Following on from that media sort of bias agenda sort of thing, um, uh, that that sort of thing against Ramsdale, he's not happy. Then he is happy. Um, yeah. Match of the day last night. I watched it this morning uh, after I dropped you to the airport, and um, yeah. uh, they started out at the very beginning, and, and and this is where 
the, the media is just skewed. They started off and said, we're going to look at this game and we're going to look at it from uh, two perspectives. We're going to look at it from Tottenham risk and Tottenham reward. Well, what happened? I thought it was Arsenal versus Tottenham, not Tottenham versus Tottenham. Uh, and, 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 you know, they're meant to look at it and say, for people who don't have Sky or streams or whatever, they're meant to be able to sit there and get an objective view. But all it was was the view from, you know, Arsenal's failings in, in certain areas and, and, and Tottenham how they develop and how wonderful Ange Ball is. They've got this sort of, sort of stuff here. I know Dan was upset yesterday with some of the media stuff and the AFTV and so on. But I probably get... I, I've seen some of his tweets and they're on the stronger side for me, which I've spoken to him about. But, you know, I, I just... I get people getting pissed off with the media sort of... Um, it's not even an agenda against Arsenal. It just seems like misinformation and just miscommunication. And, and they stoke up all this stuff because they know Arsenal's a big team who's got a big following and get more clicks and, and everything else. Listen, yeah. we'll, we'll move on. Go on. Unless you've got a... Have you got a comment on that one at all? No, it's just I don't pay much attention, attention to it anymore. It's just rubbish. Everything they put yeah. out, especially Sky. Yeah. yeah no, I spoke I, about I it last agree. week as well, didn't we? Mm. Um, listen, we were going into going into halftime, and I thought if we can get a halftime one nil, that'd be good, and everyone would be buoyant and everything else. But unfortunately, this fella, um, uh, you know, get, gets gets he, he gets around three players. If you look at that still shot there, he gets around. He's got three players on him. I think Reyes made two or three great saves. The ball drops to him, and I I rate the player, um, Son, but he. You know, off. he scores that goal. Tre- Tre- <laughs> I knew you'd say that. That's what I was going to go to you to get your reaction. Trev, Trev, thoughts on, on, on the equaliser? And it was it's just before half time. It's the worst time to get it, isn't it? It just flattens everything. I don't want to talk about the equaliser. I don't want to talk about any of their players. They're just... It, it's just a, a, a little club that's come and got a draw in their cup final. That's what happened yesterday. We've played bad and we've let an average club down the road come and get a draw in their cup final. That's it. And... Um, Hyun Min Son coming over to the corner and laughing at the Arsenal fans and holding his badge like his prime Pele, you know what I mean? Like his Maradona. You're not. You're Hyun Min Son. You've won nothing in your career. Get back in your own half and start again. Come and wave at me when you've got something to boast about because you have got absolutely nothing, mate. Nothing. Trev, did you you say he hasn't won anything in his career? Well, no, he's won the Audi Cup, I think, isn't he? (laughs) <laughs> his Tottenham career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his Tottenham career. I don't care about what else goes on elsewhere. Shut up, Alex. <laughs> Alex, Alex, looking at this still here. Should three players, you've got Declan Rice, you've got uh, Saliba and uh, uh, yeah. um, Gabriel. Yeah. That close to the player, should should he be scoring from that position? Yes. Well, for me, for me, it was the problem was what happened before he got the ball. Uh, when Madison broke free, I, th- I think it was from Saka, and had way too much space to just drive on, on the byline and, and put a perfect pass in. And it was, I mean, it was the two players we talked about before the game. If there was any players from their team, it would be Madison and Son, and they were the yep. two players who created both their goals. So, yeah, just yeah. unfortunate. Doesn't, doesn't Madison fit their remit nicely, eh? <laughs> That's what you said to me earlier. Pretending to be injured, yeah. rolling around. He he's a, pro- he's a proper first player, isn't he? In, a bat, in the worst way possible. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what was what was funny was um, uh, Richarlison warming up uh, in the second half in front of the North Bank. <laughs> Fair play to and him. We just start, yeah, we just start singing, he's going to cry in a minute, cry yeah. in a minute. At first he laughed and he went and stayed away and then we went, oh, look, he's scared, this, that and the other. And then um, he came back up again and we started singing that again. And then, I can't remember he... he he start clapping and going, yeah, yeah. Going, giving, giving, giving a bit of shit back, which, you know, fair play. The only other, there's a couple of players have done that. Sidwell done it when they, they, they really done him for his ginger hair. And Fat Frank, uh, when Frank Lampard was warming up and everyone was going, Fat Frank, hey, Fat Frank. And he turned around to the guy who was shouting at him, looked at him, and he looked and went, what, me? Over you? And he went like that with his belly, going, <laughs> like that. I love it when the players uh, yeah. engage with the, with the fans and have a bit of banter. If if Richarlison had come on and scored yesterday, he'd have oh. done an anti or special down the length for that pitch. That would have been my worst nightmare if he were doing the pitching down in front of us. Got his pigeon yeah. face, like giving it that. You <laughs> <know>? Imagine. <laughs> oh, thank God Listen, that didn't happen. Uh, 54 minutes in, we restored our, uh, our lead. Romario was penalised for a handball following an intervention by the VAR referee and Saka scored from the spot. Uh, let's talk about this handball. Trevor or Alex, who wants to go first on the handball? Um, listen, uh, I, I, I'll be open. I saw it in match of the day this, uh, this morning. I thought, ah, oh, it's, it's a little bit harsh. It's the rules. I'm not saying it's a wrong decision, but I just think the rules are a little bit of an ask. It's a little bit harsh. His hand was type of flapping. I don't yeah. think it was directly intentional Alex well I think I think it was the proximity it was so close like he couldn't react but I think for me what makes it a penalty is if it didn't if it wouldn't have hit his arm it would have gone into the goal so effectively yes. he was stopping a goal with his with and, his arm and and that's that's the rule is because it was on target yeah and he was the only thing stopping it and then his hand was I, actually, I don't think like Dale said his hand was up to his shoulder. That was when he pulled his hand out of the way. So Yeah, it wasn't. But um, I, I actually thought in real time when I saw it and when he gave the penalty, I thought he was going to give him a red card because he was stopping a, a goal. And um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. But at least we got the penalty. You never know with VAR um, at our place. But yeah, it wasn't the best game for Romero. Own goal and then uh, penalty in the second half. It was a perfect game in my view for Romero. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 Trules even says like you, he thought it it, it could even have been a red card. Let's have a look yeah. at a penalty. Um, you got your phone out for us, Alex, didn't you? Here, let's have a look. Oh, was this Jan? This was J Jan's yeah. video, is yeah, it? Yeah, it was Jan's. Yeah, he's allowed. He's. And was so nervous he couldn't watch the penalty. He went down to the ground. <laughs> Who was that yeah, then? Posing for the cameras instead of celebrating the goal. Then worst card. I was celebrating. I, I was it. celebrating the goal. You could see that, and, right I, and I think Alex was. Yeah, you get it precious was, now, aren't you? Never a penalty. Never in a million years was it a penalty. But do you know what? It was that lot down the road. So ask me how much I care. Ask me how much. I care. <laughs> Oh, but again, care. Saka stepping up, taking responsibility, not bothered about the like the occasion. He just steps up, slots it away nicely down the middle. I thought it was going to be Odegaard because he was standing over the ball for a long time. But then last minute, he he gave it to to Saka who who scored. I love I love Saka. I love Saka. Um, we're so lucky to have a, a player like him at, at our at our team, and hopefully we'll have him for for the next many many years. 
He's a joy to watch. Who? Saka. But he's the best player in the world. Yeah, I agree. Of, of, of his I, age. I wouldn't take age. I wouldn't take any other player um at our club instead of I him. wouldn't swap anyone for him. No. Anyone for him. I know Fergus is gonna say here we go again here, but I've watched him come through from a young man. I've watched him improve year on year, and you can already see his improvement this year. And where does it stop? It, it stops with him getting to about 27 and being the greatest player on the planet, Abukayo Saka. He's, yeah. he's wonderful. I, I don't disagree. I, know, I thought you were going into the, um, into the Ukraine story about the first game he played in the snow. And, <laughs> uh, under friendly fire and nasty fire, and you were under martial law and done as far. I thought we were going down that one because we did you know hear what? some of your stories. We did you know hear what? some of your stories about four or five times yesterday. That that I, I never told any stories yesterday, but that was the coldest <laughs> night I've ever watched a game of football on that one. So, oh my lord! When Saka Saka's on record as saying it, he was sat on the bench. He came on as a sub, and it was freezing cold on the bench. He should have tried standing in them stands in about four foot of ice, <laughs> mate. I tell you, I've never watched football in a colder place than that night. Oh my lord! And and, and you've and you've been in the Arctic Circle as well at, at Bodo, and that was even that it was, was warm up there. It just bloody rained all day. <laughs> I know, I know. Listen, one minute later, um, there were some substitutions made. Um, uh, I think uh, who was it? it was um, Jorginho? Uh, there were substitutions made at half time. Half time was yeah, Vieira yeah. off for Havertz, and then Jorginho on for Rice. I didn't notice he the, was injured. Uh, Vieira for for Havertz, I think for the reasons that Trevor said earlier about experience and everything else, I think it was the right move. Uh, the Rice one was because Rice has picked up a, a back injury or a niggle in his back. Yeah. And Trevor, do, do you recall um, that Theo Walcott mentioned about the uh, the hardness of the pitch at the Emirates? And there's an identical pitch at um, London Colney uh, to the Emirates. Declan Rice played for what four or five years for West Ham had one game I think he missed through injury and he's played seven games for Arsenal he's injured but some sort of back problem is that indicative of the pitch would you does it worry you look I saw that firstly uh, CTH Zen yeah we, we've talked about the Ashburton Army we'll come back to it in a minute I promise you don't remind us again I will remember to come back to it I can't believe for a second Ferg that um, that Arsenal would do that if it affected players. We have a, a, a highly professional and qualified medical staff. We have highly qualified physiotherapists. Uh, if that pitch at Colney was causing injuries, then it wouldn't be there. It's as simple as that for me. That, it, that That's not the reason. I do, we do suffer a lot of injuries. I know we, we, we are, we're worse than many others. Maybe we don't write a bit in their contract that says they won't get paid if they're injured, you know, so they get injured. I mean, while we're talking about injuries, right, just briefly, for me, it's getting to the stage now where we need to be out in party, right, and get, if we find a player that's of the same standard and has the same qualities as party, we buy him and party goes, because he's just injured too much now. I think if party plays yesterday, we're a different football team, you know, Vieira don't start, Party and Rice start, and we're a di completely different football team. And, and Party's injured too much for me. We needed a bit yeah. more control yesterday. I agree. I think it would have. He could have given that control Party with, uh, uh, with Rice in midfield. Yeah, exactly. Or even even if if 
you started Rice when Rice came off injured, or you needed to change the game. You could have brought Party on and then change it up differently by pushing Rice up to that eight and putting Party yeah. in, or even being more defensive if we're three 0 up and you just want to shore up. You could put two of them in, in defensive midfield roles. Um, Fifty five minutes in, uh, Jorginho is on the pitch. Um, one of his uh, few touches, he he takes the ball, and I don't have the still. But he literally comes along, puts his foot out and tries to do a pirouette on the ball and leaves the ball at the end of his extended foot, almost like saying, in my view, Madison, come on, take it, take the ball, come, 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 take the ball. Um, and Madison takes the ball and coolly passes into Son. Uh, Son uh, scores um, another good goal. Um, but let's talk uh, Jorginho. I rate the player. I think his experience... Uh, is good for the squad and good for the collective team. Um, more often than not, he has a really good game, but he was just flipping unlucky to just do that. Uh, um, Alex, you come in first and then go to Trev. Yeah, it was just, he's he's such a, an experienced player. He's won the Euros, he's won Champions League, and we expect from a player like him that he doesn't have that kind of lapse of concentration like he did have. And it was just at the worst moment possible kind of because we just scored uh, should be building momentum um, going for a third and then they come back straight away and equalize, equalize uh, on the back of that um, mistake by him um, I did love the reaction from the fans though we've seen it many times before with Saliba when he scored an own goal against Leicester last season um, people just started chanting uh, Jorginho's name um, and that's that's how far we've come as a club um since the 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 Shaka when he threw his armband and everything like that, so I did really like that. But yeah, I felt sorry for Jorginho because it was just a lapse in concentration. But yeah, unfortunately, it cost us dearly. Mm. Mm. Annabelle, very that... true, very true. But don't hunt him down in a minute and sort him out. Annabelle, I've got to yeah, try and do this as, as as looking at the game. Otherwise, it just comes as Trev going. Arsenal, wonderful. We won 16-0 yesterday. Ignore what you read, read in the press. We won the game because that's that's the way he'll, he'll do it. Um, it's, it's interesting though, Jorginho, and, and it's pointless me being on here tonight because Alex said about exactly what I said about him. I can't talk logically about Jorginho today because regardless of how good or how bad he is, he gave away the ball for, for Tottenham's second goal. And, and me being the... the angry old bugger that I am, right? It takes me a few days to get over it, right? I'll hold my hands up to that. But Alex nailed it in that. That's where it showed after that how, how much our club has come on, on and off the field, and how important the likes of um, the fans are that get the crowd going, the Ashburton Army and, and, and blocks five and six to our club. Because as soon as that ball was given away, they, they shouted Jorginho's head up. Jorginho's head was down, but they lifted. And he said it today, Jorginho. He's been quoted. His head went down as it should. Is it should? Because he'd done bad. Yeah. But you watched when they were singing his name so loud and proud. And, and he lifted again. And, he, and he, you know, he got himself back up again and into the game, which is what we needed. But talking about the fans, that brings us nicely into being able to quickly ask, answer the question from about the Ashburton Army, Ferg. No, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts on the Ashburn Army yesterday, be interesting to get the other lads for you. My thoughts on the Ashburn Army yesterday were that they did a superb display before and during the game with the flags and the TIFO, they call it, don't they? 
And yep. they actually, I, I noticed yesterday, they actually got the whole of the clock end going when they started singing. The whole of the clock end was with them. And I thought that they did really well yesterday, seeing as they've got not as many tickets as they had before. And they've, they've obviously put loads of work into them flags and them banners. They're passionate young Arsenal kids, you know. And I've said before, the Ashburton Army are not everyone's cup of tea. They're never going to be. Block five or six ain't everybody's cup of tea. Never going to be. Guns and Yellow Rivers podcast ain't everyone's cup of tea, especially not while Fergus is on it. But it's not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea, right? But at the end of the day, they do good. The Ashburton Army are doing good. They're lifting our players and they're lifting our club. And they, I thought they'd done brilliant yesterday. I really did. Alex? Yeah, I agree. You could really see it, especially with the display. Um, I wish the club would give them more credit and help them a bit more with, with things like that and and maybe push it a bit more on social social media after the game, showing pictures and stuff. Um, but they really did a great great job and it came out really nice to dis the display. And as you said, it it, it, it goes far, um, what they do, and, and they get the host stadium and especially the clock and going uh, down there. Um, and yeah, as you said, uh, we're all we're a lot massive fans fan base and we're diverse and um, it's very different how people like act when they're at, at a game but I think there should be room for everyone and and um, what they're doing is just uh, it's just uh, incredible I totally agree and, and what a lot of people don't realize every one of those flags those banners that were down in the clock end um, are all funded by the Ashburton Army the club give them not a penny not yeah. a penny <laughs> De oh, it's the first time I've laughed all day. It's the first time I've laughed all day because, Fergus, you were a credit. Oh, well, you nearly got your face smashed in. So the, the, the Ashburn Army clearly asked oh. all the fans leave the flags behind, leave the banners behind because they're going to use them again. The lads have got next to no money, you know what I mean? They put all their time in for nothing and they clearly asked, please don't take the flags away. And they see a couple of people walking out of the stadium with the flags. Fergus had to go and ask for them back, but they wouldn't give them to well, him. No, I, I, I didn't ask for them back. I, I went to the, the, the chap and said, did you not know, did you not read that you're not meant to take the flags? You're meant to leave them there. And he went, oh, I found it on the floor. In fairness, I had a few beers on me. The, 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 the lad was 15, 16, and, and, and another uh, gentleman came up and said, leave it out, mate. You shouldn't pick on a kid. And I didn't, I wasn't picking on a kid. I said, no, that's fair enough. I said, all I'm saying is they said... That you um, you should leave them. You should leave them behind. But that kid aside, I saw another uh, uh, father with a big bag and a bicycle and everything else, and the usual New Islington night, uh, Stokey Newington sort of type of person, judgmental that I am, um, having three or four flags in his bag that he was taking away with him. And I, I honestly, as we we're walking down the steps that time, when we went the opposite way around. I really wanted to go over and grab all of them out of there. Um, Demsek mentions about they they seemed a bit quieter than normal. To be honest, um, I think that was what got Dan a little bit. That the, the crowd was different. Uh, it didn't feel um, around us in the main, and I think you said the same, Trev. Around you in the main, it was the usual suspects that were there. They, you, you saw all your regulars, didn't you? Yeah, it, I did. But look, right, what you got to understand is it weren't about tourists yesterday, right? There's tourists at every game, right? And we, we, the, the, the fans were wonderfully behind our team. But when you're playing the North London derby and when they pull a goal back or they pull a second goal back and we're under a bit of pressure and you're, the fans are worrying 
about what's going to happen to our great club. You, you te- I do. You tend to get focused in the game, right? And you, you go to football to watch the game and, and you get dragged into it. And, and sometimes the crowd's going to go quiet because it's one of them nail-biting parts of the game where it could go mm. either way. Everyone's watching the game and, and it will go quiet for a little bit then. But overall yesterday, I thought the fans were, I thought we were all right. I really thought we were all right. I, I didn't think we were that bad. Yeah, when they scored their second goal, we went a bit quiet. They lifted Jorginho, yeah. By the way, that comment was right about Jorginho. He did try and be a bit clever. I wasn't going to bring that up, but he did. He had loads of other options. And he'd just come on so he weren't in the pace of the game. So, yeah, we can say that. But going back to the fans, North front of Derby, if we're winning one or two or three nil, you're going to hear it all game. But if it's if it's an umdinger and it's close like yesterday, and they've come for their cup final and it looks like they may get something out of it, there's going to be times when the Arsenal fans go a bit quiet, not be- mm. because they're watching the game. They're in the game. They're in the zone. They don't realise. I go quiet and I don't realise. You know, I walk out onto the concourse. 15 minutes before the end of a game if it's tight because I'm of a nervous disposition. People laugh at me. I stand on the concourse and watch it on the telly. But sometimes I get down the concourse and I can't even remember how I got down there. And it's not because I'm drunk. No, it's not Brentford away, the first game of the season a couple of years ago. Do you remember you went, <laughs> we ended up losing 2 0? You went, Oh, sod this, I can't do with this. That was a horrible and game. And, 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 and you went, Oh, oh Ferg, I gotta go. I gotta go. Where are you going? <laughs> I'll. I'll you said something to me, and then you went, I'll see you downstairs. And he stood mm-hmm. down there. He didn't even have a beer or anything like that. And he just stood there watching the telly. Uh, yeah, and listen, and I think that's because the game did ebb and flow the way it did. And because it, it went nervy. from... For, yeah, it was nervy, look, and you can feel it. I, I know I'm, I'm... I don't rant. I'm too old to be ranting and raging at games. I do oh, yes, have my don't. little bit, and I'm a go. <laughs> But uh, Donna's always, my missus and my family are always pulling me up about it because, excuse my language, but I fucking live and breathe this club. You've yep. been in my house, Fergus. You've seen, right? I live and breathe Arsenal Football Club. I, I could cry now thinking about dropping a, two <laughs> points to that lot yesterday, you know. It affects me that badly, you know. Um, and so there's going to be times when I go quiet and if, Anyone don't like the fact that I'm going quiet because I'm watching the game and I'm in the moment, come and tell me. Because I'll just tell yeah, tr- off. You know I'm, I'm, I'm probably more comfortable with you going quiet than the time that we were beating Chelsea 4-2 at the bridge. And you just beat the living shit out of me for every goal. I came out of there black and blue. <laughs> I can't remember doing that, Ferg, either. I can't go. You know, I know. Hey, li- hey, listen. It's gonna be. I, 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 I sympathise with the ever, ever suffering Donna. Um, my wife came along, and um, when we got back last night, uh, the, 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 the four of us turned back up in, in, in my house. My wife had been out all day with some friends, hadn't even had a, a, a cold beer, or a glass of wine, or anything like that. And we turn up. What happened? She, uh, said, oh, she said, yeah. I checked the result. I checked the result because I want to get the mood of how everyone was going to be coming back in. Just final thing on the Ashburton Army and then I want to talk about Eddie briefly um, Citizen you asked for our opinion we gave you our opinion on um, where we think with the Ashburton Army they have the value and as Trevor said uh, not everybody not not everybody's cup of tea but uh, black hoodies belly calvers and, and not the image with ha- history class and tradition um, l- slightly thuggish I actually disagree because you just have to go to Crystal Palace uh, you got to go to 
any club um, across Europe. That's the way young people seem to do it. Um, you know, I'm of an older generation. It probably wouldn't be the 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 um, the attire I'd go to, but the guys are great. There's some comments further up um, where people have met them. I've met them on several occasions, and they're absolutely yeah. They're, they're lads having a laugh at football, having a beer, and everything else. But they've all been very very uh, classy in what they do. Let's move on from there um, because I just want to finish. You've got to finish it up. It's what the kids do, Ferg. Yeah, they, yeah. kids go to football all over Europe nowadays. They wear black and, and they ball. chant. And uh, yeah, yeah, they give a certain impression. But I mean, I know a few of them now, and I know I can say for myself, they're decent lads. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, the, the debate we had at the very start of this was Eddie Nketiah. So Eddie Nketiah was very, very, very lucky, in my opinion, to be on the pitch. Um, he made this tackle and later he made a tackle uh, on the keeper. And the one on the keeper, it was just lucky that the keeper slightly lifted his foot and he was out of the turf because that could have actually been quite damaging um, on the keeper. Uh, Trevor, you said the, the comment, uh, you don't know why he ran that fast he didn't run, run that fast all game. Uh, he was lucky to stay on the pitch, don't you think? Yeah, another day goes for that. Another day goes for that. Um, and it was. It was the quickest hour ready moved all game. If it had showed that much urgency for the 90 minutes, we'd have won the game about 17-0. Because he, he, he didn't come from close to the goalkeeper. He came from the edge of the outside the box and he absolutely steamed into him. And I absolutely loved it. I thought, yes, Eddie. You let them know you're there, son. But you should have been doing it 80 minutes earlier, son. You should have been getting stuck in like that, you know? You should have been letting them know early in the game. It was too little, too late. And you're right, we should have finished. We, well, we could have finished the game with 10. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you make of this comment here, um, Alex? The ref was very poor yesterday. I actually thought the complete opposite. Yes, he gave seven yellow cards out, but I thought he let the game... Pretty much flow, considering it was there, there wasn't huge contentious moments, was there? There was there wasn't yeah. any like huge flares, was there? It's always difficult, oh, except for in this. It's <laughs> flares were inside. It's, <laughs> it's always a difficult job for the referee in in those sort of games when it's very tense and uh, close, a lot of tough duels as well. But I'm just, I think, I mean, they, we could have had a red card, maybe Eddie. Uh, as as Trev said, and then, and then maybe they could have had a red card on, from the handball. Um, so I, I don't think any of the teams look back at that game. I think they got robbed or anything from the referee. So um, I've, and I've, they, I've they didn't the get a penalty. They didn't get I've, a penalty. I'll tell you what I've got the ump over, mate. What? He booked Odegaard for being a captain. He booked yeah. yes. That was in, in the beginning of the game, wasn't it? Yeah, he booked him for dissent, didn't he? Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, what did he... Odegaard was fired up that game yesterday. I think, I think it's because he did this, didn't he? Odegaard. Did he? Oh, and they just Odegaard got that yesterday, Alex. Odegaard got that game yesterday. You could see he was right on the edge from the start. But yeah. getting that booking, we had a comment earlier about it. I can't find it now, but Getting that booking limited his game, didn't it? Somewhat, you know, he had to be careful. I think he he won he won enough on the ball as well. I, I wish he would have been more more on the ball creating. Um, yeah, I think he he disappeared in moments where I would have liked him to take more control of the game. But um, 
you can't play brilliantly every game. And and as we've talked about, I think this game sort of shows how far we've come as well. Even though people are saying, "Oh, look how look how good they are now," and they've Ange ball this and that, but I think it shows like we've come a long way because we played a shit game yesterday, and they played up to their absolutely best yesterday, and we still managed to get a result from it. So I think it shows how far we've come as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a very, very, very good point. Very good point. And listen, Trevor's going to uh, uh, slag me off now, but you have to give credit. They they maximised what they had. No. They had... I've got to mute him in a second. But they had two players that really anywhere decent and they got the best no. out of them but as you say as as you say you know we didn't have the best day of the office that we helped um um this this team by not having trossard by not having martinelli and arteta for me having a bad day of the office by having uh the jesus and inketia um, injuries did play front. a big part as well. And, yeah. uh, injuries made it made, made, made it made a huge part. Made a huge part. Look at some of these stats actually, which was quite interesting because um, Smith Rowe uh, came on. Um, well, Jesus uh, went off uh, for Nelson at seventy-seven minutes. Um, <laughs> Trolls, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to host the show and talk about a whole game from both perspectives. Unlike match of the day, um, uh, Jesus came on for for uh, went off for Nelson, and uh, we left Eddie on the pitch. Now, for me, I would have taken Eddie off and put Nelson on because then at least then you could put uh, Jesus in the middle and play Nelson out out wide. Um, and if when you look at these stats here, because Smith Rowe came on, uh, just so we get rid of that banner again. Um, Smith Rowe uh, came on with 90 plus seven minutes. So Eddie and Ketia, the first two columns is what I'm looking at. So Eddie and Ketia uh, completed six passes. He attempted eight. Uh, and that's in the whole um, uh, length of the game. Smith Rowe attempted six passes and completed six passes. And that's in what? It was 10 added minutes. So we had about... so much. We were like really putting it on them on, on the in the last sort of 10 minutes. We passed it around that box. For... Smith, Rowe, Smith Rowe only came on for the last three or four minutes, mate. So I'm for him to still complete six passes. Yes, we put the pressure on. But Eddie, in the position he's in, and he's meant to be either feeding uh, Jesus or putting the ball in. But he's a poacher. He just stays in the box, doesn't he, Eddie? He's not, he's yeah, not but... going to go down in midfield and start playing passes around the, the, the back. Yeah, I, I I I get what you mean. I get what you mean. But and I think we're. I think a lot of the people wanted wanted uh, he's, he's Jesus to stay on. But is he is Jesus ready to play uh, hundred what hundred what minutes um, from from the start of the game? He's just come back from an injury. I don't think. I think if if he could have, he would have he would have probably uh, kept Jesus on if he was mm. fit enough. No, I get. I I I, 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 I get right. I shouldn't be talking to Trolls tonight because he's called me an old man on here earlier on. I did notice, by the way. But <laughs> he's got a real good point here, you know, Ferg. I thought that Smith Rose only had a few minutes last couple of games, but he's really looked up for it, bouncing around the field as if he's yep. saying, I know what I'd I've love, got I'd love to see him play at Brentford. I think he should yeah. start at Brentford. We're going to go on to the Brentford game now, actually. So we'll talk about them. We've got Brentford midweek on Wednesday night. It's not on TV here in the UK. I don't know because the League Cup has limited amount of coverage. I don't even know uh, what channels it's on um, around uh, around the world. But it'll be probably on some channels, I would expect. 
unfortunately, regardless of which, uh, I can't attend the game and I won't be able to sit at home and watch it on a dodgy stream because I'm out with my brothers for uh, one, of my, one of my brother's uh, birthday drinks and meal. Um, but injuries, as you said, are going to play a big part. Uh, we got Timber, who's out for five months. Thomas Party, who could be out for up to a month. Uh, Martinelli, one or two weeks. Trossard, two weeks. Declan Rice and Bakayo Saka, we, we really don't know. You know, there's 13 days away from um, the Man City game. Man City are going to be lighter because of one of Rodri, the one of several players, De Bruyne, and there's a third player, influential player, I can't think of off the top of my head. So you would like to think we could have our stronger side for that. But in the meantime, we've got Brentford and we've got um, Bournemouth at the weekend. Brentford, um, uh, Smithrow should start, don't you think, um, uh, Alex? Smithrow to start? Yeah, I'd love, love to see him get a start. I think he, he looked bright in the uh, few minutes he came on against Tottenham and he needs to build up his fitness and his match fitness as well. So I'd love to see him start um, maybe in the eight role and then Nelson can play on the left wing. Um, but yeah, he needs to start playing and I think that's the that's the perfect game for him to to, to do that. And, and when, I mean, with the injuries as well, I think he's likely, likely going to play. We need to rest mm. some players as well. Trev, 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 who are you? Who are you? But Kivior gets a goal out. Um, yeah, Kivior, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see a completely different side, Ferg. Yeah, but we'll see a completely different side that's stronger than the different sides we've seen in recent years. I'm excited to see Smith Rowe get some good quality game time. I want to see Nelson playing because I think Nelson has come on leaps and bounds. Um, yeah, and, and I want to see Ramsdale back in a. In, in, in goal, I, I mean, I, I avoided saying it earlier, but I really would have played Ramsdale against Tottenham on Saturday, on on uh, yesterday. I think that Ramsdale is the kind of keeper that that is gonna. Um... He's hit that button again, hasn't he? <laughs> He'll be What's back he in a <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I I reckon. I reckon. Uh, you know what I reckon? I reckon one of his tats got in the way. One of his oh, tats got yeah. away. Or his big belly. <laughs> Just before we move on, look, uh, Lawrence has given us where you might find a feed, a dodgy feed for the uh, for the Brentford game. Yeah, if, it, if, if, it's, if, been, if it's been televised and it's on ESPN, it'll be on uh, maybe an Amazon device that somebody may have accidentally plugged into the back of the TV. Not that I'd know anything about that. By the way, Fergus, I don't get the tats out when we lose or draw. No, the exactly. Tats, That's why... The no, we thought you got the... We thought you got the tats out, which knocked you off the, off off the screen. That's why. Oh no! I was strolling. Something to do with this mouse. I scroll down for a comment, and and then it cuts me off. Normally, when you're talking, so it does me a favour, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so listen, uh, just to close on this, um, do uh, major changes, and how much is the. How much is the League Cup going to be in our focus? I know it's going to be probably fourth tier because it's the fourth tier competition, but. I don't ever like to see Arsenal um, lose a game, but, you know, um, Brentford didn't uh, do too well at the weekend. Uh, they'll want to focus on it because it's a competition that they probably can focus on and, and get European football from it. Trevor, did you... Do you... I... Alex, I'll ask you because I'll get more uh, sense. Right, thanks, <laughs> Alex, just before Alex. you start, right? Russ, we, we're nearly coming to the end of this show, mate, but I will make sure Fergus... Stars this we, we, for the next podcast. We we can do it briefly. Just just, just do, th thoughts on the Brentford game. Then what what we yeah, looking yeah, at for yeah. the Brentford game? Well, we still we need to build momentum and um, 
and and build up uh, like the winning mentality, and we want to stay in in all competitions possible because I think we really mm. need to get a trophy at the end of the season. And if it's the League Cup, I love a League Cup as well. So we need to stay in the competition and build up some uh, some momentum. Cheers, Kev. Tre- <laughs> yeah, uh, Trev. Um, what do you mean, Kevin? Probably what it what. Do you know what, Ferg? My view on the League Cup changed a little bit when I saw the Champions League team announced because it's very clear from that first game that Arteta wants to run deep into that Champions League. He wants a deep run in that. He's put his strongest side out and hopefully he'll continue to do that. So, you know, I'm thinking the FA Cup starts in, in January for us. Yeah, let's let's if if we have to put a weekend side out in any competition, I would choose the League Cup. I want us to, to yeah. have a run in it. I think we've got a team now that even if we've not got our first team out, we've got a team that's capable of having a good run in the League Cup. But if you're going to ask me if I want to see a weaker side in any competition, it's going to be the League Cup, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm not going to even ask for score predictions because it's going to be really hard to call. Uh, we got Bournemouth coming up at the weekend, three o'clock kickoff. Um, that one we definitely got to have a, a good result on. We'll, we we might do something before that. Um, We're not really going to cover it now. Havertz, uh, let's let's go around opinion on Havertz because Ross said in, in there, what are our thoughts on Havertz? For myself, I think you know where we said um, we're talking about a player didn't relax uh, earlier on uh, into the game. Uh, I think. That's what Havertz needs to do. He just needs to relax. You can see him in the Champions League game on Wednesday night. Uh, he shot over the bar. I think I might have mentioned it on here um, uh, in our last podcast. He shot over the bar and um, he just looked really stiff. But what he does off the pitch, he does an awful lot more. Um, he Exactly, I was about to he took the words out of my, he, out of my mouth. Trills, he wins the ball a lot. He does an awful lot of breaking up the play. He's He's absolutely massive. You do not realise how big he is until you see him in the flesh. He is he's the tallest on our side. He's taller than Saliba. Yeah, six foot he's four. Massive. Six yeah. foot four. Alex, your, your thoughts? Your thoughts on 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 Havertz? Oh, yeah. I feel like we've we talk about him every week. I, I feel like, yeah. but and we, we we say the same thing. He needs time, um, and I think a lot of people are expecting double digits assists and goals, but. I think he offers so much off the ball, and he still needs. He looks tense sometimes when he come, when he gets into these positions, and he sort of overthinks it. I think he just he just needs to get that one goal, and hopefully he will start building confidence. Um, mm. It might be a good game to start to start him as well um, against Brentford to to gain some confidence. Um, but yeah, he I think he he did well when he came on against Tottenham. He looked mature uh, in the way he played. Uh, experienced he won a, quite a lot of duels as well um it's it's quite a good asset having him with his height up front because he's he's one of the only players in our squad who wins some headers um in, in our attack so it it just brings a different dimension when he's on the pitch which i like um and it gives it gives us some tactical flexibility as well so mm. i'm still i'm still all all for him i just hope he he gets that um that goal we're all awaiting for mm. Trevor, uh, final thoughts on Havertz? Yeah, I think he's doing all right, Ferg. I don't think he's doing as well as I want him to do or as he can do. I want to see him play better. But he's not doing he's, he's not doing bad so far. I've just got to hope that he, he, 
it keeps improving and, and improves quickly because I want him doing better than he's doing now. I know he's doing all right, but I've seen him play better and I want to see that. So how long my patience will last, I don't know. But at the moment, I've got no problem with Havertz playing. And there's a comment there, Havertz should play on Wednesday. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Name on the team sheet on Wednesday, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Trev, um, uh, we've missed Dan tonight, but he's in Cyprus, he's at a wedding, um, so Ooh. we'll meet him uh next week. <laughs> you tart. Um, we, we, we'll he's back at the weekend and he's he's searching desperately for a, a Bournemouth ticket. So if anybody knows, uh, reach out to me or Trev, and uh, we can see if we can get him a Bournemouth ticket. But um, uh, we will see him uh, if not on Tuesday night in Lens. Um, when our European tour starts. Uh, you know what? It has been absolutely gents. <laughs> Where's Capo? Someone, been knows, Someone knows. Someone's found out. <laughs> Capo's behind bars. <laughs> t- t- Tony's grasped him up. God, Tony. There's all meant to be on the, on the, on the lowdown, you know? He's on the lowdown. Uh, oh. Listen, we we have had so many people um, inter, I- interacting on the chat, uh, and this one has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I've I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's lifted me because I was flat as a fart uh, starting this. I was not in the mood, but I, I you know, I, we've done it before with with this. It, it really does lift us. If you like what we do, it says it at the bottom. Go hit the subscribe, hit the hit the like. We're on nine hundred and thirty three. So one person today of all you people watching has clicked subscribe. Come on, some more of you can hit subscribe uh, and hit the like, and let's see if you can get me to uh, uh, get get us all up to the. At the thousand mark, uh, Trevor. Uh, there's been a, a, a vote of confidence, and they, they all want a bit of um, they all want yeah, a bit of this, don't they? They all well, want a bit it's, of it's, it's really simple to do tonight, and see it. We're all down, we're all we're all disappointed, but at the end of the day, we, we've not lost, we're still unbeaten in the league, we're still a very, very good side that's had a, a, an off day, and that happens, and hopefully, that's our one for this season gone. We're a superb bunch of. Uh, We've got a superb bunch of players. We've got a great young manager. We've called them out a bit tonight, but we don't mean it really. And bring on next week, bring on Bournemouth. Bournemouth are going to suffer the backlash of yesterday. Of that, I'm certain. Some good comments in there. Thank you. And some good new names in the chat as well. Um, I, I, I won't run through them all, but I've seen some some really good new names in the chat. Please do join us. We're here every Monday. Well, depending on games, but generally Monday uh, at seven o'clock. Um, we will be here next Monday. We might be able to do something um, towards the end of the week, uh, pre-Bournemouth. Uh, but we'll definitely be here next Monday. And the following Monday, I uh, know the, the Monday at the end of uh, October is the one that we'll have a logistical uh, nightmare of trying to do in Madrid. Uh, with I'll bring my laptop survey. probably so we can... Uh, a, load, a load of cerveza with us. 
And people on Facebook, get over to YouTube and subscribe, please. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, the majority of people are now on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, Good. the Facebook one will, 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 will come off because the quality is better on here. Smash the like button, people. Um, uh, thank you very much. Guys, brilliant. Thanks again. Uh, thanks for your company all weekend. Really, really enjoyed it. Up Good seeing Arsenal. everyone Up over the there. Spurs. We yes. are the Arsenal. We are the best. We are the Arsenal. Fuck all the rest. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.